Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where's the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an Arby's snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. Yeah, we don't we don't do a lot of Effenheimers on the show. <laughs> no, we like to call it a PG show, PG thirteen. Yes. We're allowed one if it slips. If it slips, yeah, yeah. I hope not to do that. If if you if you do an extra one, then I have to like take notes and figure out what the timestamp was <laughs> and go back and and delete it. Timestamp is forty five minutes in, and that's yeah. where I'll have just real close. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's where the Effenheimer is. Yeah. <laughs> Now I gotta find a beep, and then that's just an asshole <laughs> yeah. on its own. Because like going online, to like, oh, where do you find that cool beep sound? That's not as easy as you think. You, you'd to, like, think download it, it and stuff, and it's no, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You should just record yourself. Yeah. Beep. Well, what do you what have you been up to today? Nothing, man. I got, I got a couple of new hoodies. I got for one one for work. That's nice and fuzzy on the inside, so I can sweat to death for the first hour and a half. Nice. Freeze to death when I take it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got. Uh, we got lunch with the father-in-law up mm. at, I forgot where it is, Lucky's 13 up at Miller Hill Mall. Oh, we tried that the other day. Oh, or man. not the other day, but like a month ago. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I, I like that it. place. What about you? What did you do today? Oh, well, we actually got a lot done. We uh, we walked, uh, no, we didn't, well, we did take a walk. Fletcher rode his bike and we walked behind him. Um, we uh, woke up and I cleaned up the, the yard, got all the summer stuff taken care of now. Like put away <laughs> the fire pit, put away the... The table and chairs on the deck, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Got the shed all all closed up and all that stuff. And then uh, we watched the football game. And um, normally, because, I'm yeah, I'm a Vikings fan, but normally I'm like, okay, we'll watch the first few minutes. And I'm like, all right, I'm not wasting right. my day with, <laughs> with yeah. this because it you, they don't do that great all the time. Or it's just like I realize I, I have one day off a week. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to... Do I really want to spend two yeah. hours watching them lose again? But it, it was a pretty good game, although we had it on, but we were doing a bunch of other stuff around the house. We clean up the house and stuff, but yeah, it was fine. Well, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, you get stuff done. I slept. <laughs> I didn't really do anything. You I, son of a bitch. I took an hour and a half nap, and it was everything I thought it could be. The wife fell asleep for a while. Good. Yeah. Good. It's it's. It, it, I was a little annoyed. Because <laughs> yeah, like, is putting away yeah. chairs, looking at her nice and cozy. Yeah, and then answering every question my son has that pops into his mind, <laughs> which is a lot of questions. Yeah. It's a lot of questions. And let's be honest, Aiden, I am not a smart man. <laughs> I don't know things. Like, Dad, why is why is this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. This, I'm, a, I'm a mailman. This, son. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm, I'm a mailman, sure. and I don't even know anything about the mail. Let's be honest with that too. So. Oh man! Well, thanks for being here, bud. Should we start the show? Yeah, yeah. I guess we could. Uh, we could definitely do. I that. think we wasted enough people's time. That's excellent. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Tom and Jim's top five. I am Tom, and once again, Jim's not here. 
That's, I know it's so unfortunate. Once I do again, have big shoes to fill. I know, I know. Well, he's working on the baby shoes. You know, yeah. he's got he's on daddy duty Gotta again. Bronze those things. I've, I've said it once before. I think I've said it a couple times before. I'll say it again. This baby has really gotten in the way of our relationship. It has. It's kind of ruining things. I think it's got to put a lot of stress and tension on the both of you. <sighs> it's baby uh, having a baby is never the answer. If you have, <laughs> if, if there's a bridge over troubled waters. Leave the kids out of it. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, I guess, you know, we're still happy for him that he had a baby. That, okay. Well, he didn't have it. Let's, let's be honest. He didn't do anything. No. He kind of stood, stood there. by yeah. and like, well, this is what I did his, to you. Good luck. His sweet, sweet, caring wife, who is very, uh, uh, very non-supportive of our our show. <laughs> no. <laughs> she does. She isn't. <laughs> well, she's fine with it, but she's not going to listen. No. Yeah. And that's fine. My wife doesn't listen either. No. Uh, but I am joined by uh, a man who has his own podcast. It's okay. A friend of mine. I'm okay. Aiden Briggs. That's me. Yes. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good, Tom. Good, How are you? Good, good. You have your own podcast called A Topic a Month Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Which you talk about one topic per month yeah split into weekly segments as we as we right. see in the introduction right. but that doesn't look as good on a t-shirt no, or a logo doesn't. so it's nice you just add that in at the end yeah yeah i don't know i i try to like to to pitch the idea of the the name of it to the wife and I'm like yeah. it's going to be called a topic a month it's just uh-huh. like, i don't get it <laughs> what's well, a topic a month yeah yeah but i don't it's get pretty it. self-explanatory <laughs> you don't need cute names all the time no you don't you get you, it's okay to just say you know, this is a topic a month podcast. Yeah, it makes I don't, sense. It's it's point blank. Like, yeah. if I guess if you don't know what that means, you're not gonna like the right. show, which right. you probably don't. Well, it's okay. Most people don't like my show either. Well, I like your show. Well, thank you, thank you. I've been, <laughs> I, Jim and I have both been on your show. Yeah, yeah, you guys have, and I really do appreciate yeah. you guys coming on. It's awesome. We got to talk a little, uh, a little uh, Nintendo games. I think. Yeah, video games. Yeah, yeah. We're actually going to be doing a revisiting this November over the past six, seven months of all of the topics that we have. So okay. we're going to be doing video games. Again, I'm sure. Okay. Um, cars and I don't know what else that we're going to have on there. Probably some fun stuff. Well. Probably. Don't, I, don't hold out. Don't hold out. I like all your topics. And actually, you have recently done a topic on scary movies. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing uh, like everybody else. In right. It's, all, it's November. It's not November. It's October. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Tuesday here. No, it's Sunday. What day is it? I think it's Sunday. It doesn't matter. No, doesn't this show doesn't come out till Tuesday night. That's okay. They're We're recording early. They're not They're not the wiser. So that's I know. Right. I know. A little peek behind the curtain there. Yeah. 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 That's all right. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I listened to that show. It was good. And Jim listened to that show. Oh, that's the nice. scary. And um, he has handpicked you to take over this topic because... I, I'm, people out there know Halloween is Jim's favorite time of year. Like once we oh, we're coming man. up on a year I of this podcast. Like, we started oh. this before Thanksgiving last year. Yeah, and I, yeah, I'm setting you up for failure here. I just so you know this is you're um, gonna get like one download. Uh huh. Yeah, total. from you, from me, and because uh, I'm not even gonna listen. I <laughs> no, and Jim has been waiting a whole year almost for October because it's his favorite oh, time no. of year, and uh, it's not. Hey, it's his fault. It's, it's him and his yeah. wife's fault. They had the it's you know whatever, and that's and that's totally fine. But so we 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 were delaying we delayed the 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 scary movie horror movie yeah. topic uh, because he wanted to do it when and the baby came early. The baby's actually due not till like the twenty third, I think. Really? So they had, yeah, the baby came quite early, and uh, and so he's pretty much missing the whole thing. He will be back next week, and we're gonna do a little Halloween stuff. But he um um. 
because he's quite busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this in this topic, I felt it took a little research, little uh, little doing. You know, it, had to it, really kind of look at it. You know, on on ours that I do, it, there's no research, so it's just right. going in blind. Right. Most most of the time, the mini casts are like there's research in the, right. into it, but now like I had to actually work for years, <laughs> and like I'm getting well, the sweats here. Yeah, and there's no pay, by the way. That's fine. I, yeah. Okay. I never. Uh, yeah. I never get paid. That's right. Jim still thinks we're getting paid. Um, when you pulled the wool over his eyes. Yeah, you? yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's his fault for not checking his bank account for those direct deposits. I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry he hasn't noticed by now. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we are going to do the top five horror movies. Yeah. Now, not just general Halloween movies, not just general scary movies. We're doing our our favorite, mine and yours, Yeah. horror movies. Now, there's going to be some debate on these. Is, is this a horror movie? Is that a thriller? Is that a sci-fi movie we don't know but that's the fun of the show yeah i think at least i have fun doing the show i well i have fun doing your show right. this is the first time and well, good, we're like good. we're 20 minutes in already right. this is great right <laughs> i'm loving it well anyway so jim yeah jim picked you he wanted you to do this he said this topic needs to be done he's like even when i come back next week i don't have time to do all this research let's just do something more a little general uh halloween like and i said okay well who should we do scary movies with and he first name and only name out of his mouth was aiden and well, so yeah. i'm very flattered thank you jim for yeah. listening to this and this i'm sorry great. jim that you were going to be quite disappointed yes uh, you are so because because this is his favorite genre i like horror movies but i'm not it's definitely not my favorite type of movie <laughs> you know but it still will be fun i know a lot about movies so i i appreciate the genre yeah uh, but we're gonna we're gonna try. Yeah, we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna try. Uh, before we get started, though, Aiden, <laughs> I know you're ready. To, you're chomping at the bit. You're ready to go. Are you? Oh yeah, I'm ready to go. I got everything loaded up. I had to make. I sent it to myself over email. I've got it on Google Keep, and oh, I think I texted God. it to myself just Holy to make sure crap. that I do have just, it on just, hand. Just so you, just so you have it. Yeah. Um. He's, he's got a flip phone, by the way. So this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> Him reading off his flip phone. I okay. Get four lines we have. Screen. Um. Hold on. My computer. It's locked up my iPad. You know, Apple, they suck. I, yeah, the, but I we love iTunes. Of... Thanks for... Uh, if you can find our show on iTunes, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we had a couple comments from last week. I wanted to get to them. Um, well, last week, we did our top five Halloween candies. Did you listen to our show? Aiden? I did. Fuck, man. I, I got <laughs> diabetes right after I stopped <laughs> listening to it. Like, it's, yeah, I'm type uh, one right now. I know, because like, uh, I, I, I did a little research for the show. Yeah. And um, I, I got to tell you, I had a stomachache. Because I was eating all those candies, um, but again, like I said, Jim was gone. We've been having our guest hosts, um, and last week we I had my two brothers on, yeah. Mike and Jason Skull, and um, I thought that was would have been fun because we obviously we we did Halloween together. We did trick or treating in the same neighborhood and everything growing up, and uh, so they, that was fun. Uh, my brothers are a lot funnier than I thought they were, or I think that they are. <laughs> and so I, w- I listened back for a few things. I was, d- and I was like, "This is actually making me laugh." And so I'm like, "I hope other people like it." And some people did like it. So I wanted to get to a couple comments. Uh, Katie said, uh, "You guys sound like the Wahlbergs," which I'm not sure how to take that one. The, oh, like yeah, Donnie yeah, Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know my thoughts on uh, Marky Mark. Yeah. Um, but the he's other a, Wahlbergs are fine. Guy. So hopefully I'm not Marky Mark of the Wahlbergs. But <laughs> uh, then Zach says uh, your candy episode was uh, well effing hysterical. <laughs> he swore. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to throw away uh, that. The, the... No, I'm not gonna throw away the one. Uh, but thank you, Zach. And then Josh, um, who, who was the one who Josh from Texas was the one who uh, suggested the topic to us a couple weeks back. Right. To do Halloween candy. So uh, he wrote in. He says, the Halloween candy episode was great. Tom, your brothers are something. 
<laughs> and he made sure to put the dot 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 like and i totally agree they are something um you're all correct reese's cut reese's peanut butter cups win and you guys all had great lists i'm glad you did the candies and that you hate because i was already ready to message you about the popcorn balls from the from a neighbor down the street from us I've never heard of popcorn. You've never seen these things? We used no. to, like, I think we mentioned on the show, we used to get them at Christmas, yeah, too. Christmas, it's Christmas, like, but Halloween? Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. I, I know. There's always like one or two neighbors that would give us popcorn balls. I've never understood that. Have like, you ever even tried one? No. It's horrible. And I love popcorn. But it, Popcorn's it does, great. Yeah, but it doesn't I, make any sense. I've never heard of getting them at Halloween. Like, it's horrible. Christmas, sure, but... Yeah, no, it's know. stupid. Um... Uh, he says it was a he got him from a neighbor down the street. Uh, he says it was a situa- situation where I had to go to their house because my mom was friends with the lady that lived there, and all of the quote all of the quote old people candy like those black and orange peanut butter things you talked about and black licorice candy corn and popcorn balls and whatever else went straight to my mom because she enjoys that crap. <laughs> well, Josh, I hope uh, I, I hope you you got a lot of candy for your mom and hope you got to keep some for yourself too. I yeah. mean, that's you know, but get a little nebulous. Jeez, oh, caught on Halloween. I just don't get it. Like, did anyone not tell these people don't buy this candy? The kids don't like yeah, this candy. I don't, I don't know. Like, you, I would rather be the guy who gave out the toothbrush and the toothpaste. I'd rather get that than a popcorn ball. Well, right, because at least you know that you're going to be unsatisfied getting a toothbrush. But when you try to have like a popcorn ball yeah. or Mary Jane or whatever Oof, they were, and man. you bite into it like, no, this is no, no, my hopes no, were no. raised and now they're bad. <laughs> I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you guys for writing in. Well, uh, there's a couple other comments too, and there's some people who wrote in their lists, and we'll get to those to the, for this episode. We'll get to those at the end of the show. Uh, but let's get into our topic, Aiden. Right what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, so this is our top five favorite horror movies, and you're a guest here, uh, so you got to start. And I only say that is because I don't like to start because every time I start, I feel like the show is horrible. Well, it's not going to be any better because I'm. I know, but now it's not my fault. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, this is the best part. So, okay, that's Aiden, fair, what's your fair. number five? My my number five, and this was over a lot of debate because I couldn't, I didn't know whether or not I wanted to put it at four, five, or six because like okay. were, it's just a big toss up. Okay. Um, the crazies. Ooh. It's uh, it's a remake of the George A. Romero film from uh, the same name, which was released in 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, the remake stars Timmy Oliphant and uh, Oliphant. 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 It's French. Okay. <laughs> it's French. Right. And, okay. I think we have a download or two from France, so you really probably not. It's probably by mistake because I don't really think they like they like. Especially they don't want to hear some idiot from Minnesota and in, in Ohio talking. Making, see, when you make fun of the French, yeah, I think that's probably why they download. They're, yeah, they're they, self-hating. They want French. to hear that. Like you don't like us. Piss on you. We oui, oui. yeah. So they yeah. Okay. Anyway, the crazy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the crazy. <laughs> so that's Tim Oliphant. And I don't know really how to pronounce her first name. Rada Mitchell is it Radha? R A D. I like the I like what you said right away. Rada Mitchell. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, Excuse me. uh, (laughs) So it takes place in Ogden Marsh, Iowa. So you know it's going to be a a good movie based solely on the location here. Going to be a hoot. Oh yeah. They call it the friendliest place on earth. Um, but it's, of course, inadvertently infected with the Trixie virus, which mm-hmm. is a terrible name for a virus. Trixie virus. It's what you name a dog as Trixie. Or a $2 hooker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I suppose if you name a $2 hooker the Trixie, then you're yeah. getting the virus. That's, yeah, you're, you're going to get a virus anyway. Yeah. Stay away from people named Trixie. You're going <laughs> to <Exactly. get> infected. <laughs> Patient zero. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So if, uh, well, obviously, spoiler alert, I think, for this one. But I think most people have seen The Crazies. Oh, we should mention that. I was doing my research. We're probably going to spoil these movies for you, for the people listening. So let's not, let's just say that now. If you don't want, if we bring up one that you haven't seen, just there's a little fast forward button on your your device. You can just fast forward. Skip ahead. Yeah. Skip so ahead. anyway, spoil away. I've seen the crazies. <laughs> it is. I've yeah. seen. Yeah, I saw it. In, uh, I saw it actually saw it in theaters, and it was. I was a little taken aback at the end, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure I'll probably get to since yes. that's the point of the right. podcast. <laughs> point of, yes. <laughs> um. Uh, so it starts. Uh, it starts with a wholesome baseball game. Um, the sheriff David Dutton, played by Timothy, uh, he sees a local resident known as the town drunk because it's Iowa. What else is there to do? Um, he enters the field wielding a shotgun. Uh, David attempts to talk Rory, the town drunk, down and leaves the shotgun on the ground. But uh, but David is actually forced to kill him when the uh, when he raises the shotgun up. Um, David's wife Judy, played by Rada, is the local doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. She tells him uh, she notices some strange behavior going on in the town. Um, there's a lot of listlessness and repetitive speech and repetitive speech and repetitive speech. <laughs> I had to, that's a throwaway joke. I don't know if you caught on to that. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three other people that listen, they probably got it. Too. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, now that I've told them the, what's funny about the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that always makes funny things when you have to explain the joke. <laughs> it's funny to us, though. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> day passes. Uh, Judy finds out the local farmer she treated the day before. Um, he, uh, ex- uh, well, not accidentally, he locked his wife and child in the home and then burnt it to the ground. So, mm. yeah, for a, for a small town in Iowa, I'm guessing one murder is mm. something weird, and then three murders altogether, yeah. that's even weirder. Not good. Um, so, soon after, uh, all, com- all communications to the town are cut off. Um, soldiers arrive to take every resident to quarantine in the local high school so they can figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the population is examined for possible symptoms and infection. Uh, Judy is one of those who is deemed infected. Um, so, he's taken from David uh, when they're going through the line to go into the quarantine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um David escapes to the evacuation and heads back to his office. Uh, he encounters Russell, his deputy, and they go to free Judy. Um, the townspeople eventually break through the perimeter of the quarantine to find the soldiers abandoning them. So if the mm-hmm. army's leaving you, yeah. something's going to happen. <laughs> you better just start hoofing Time it. Time to go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Judy, uh, she wakes up strapped to a gurney, mm-hmm. um, listening to the murders that are happening around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the school director is taking a pitchfork and is stabbing others who are strapped down. Like, it's pretty grisly. Like, yeah. that was a lot of, like, what they would put on the um, the advertisements for it would be the the uh, the director, like, dragging the pitchfork behind yeah. him yeah. In, the, in the infirmary. Like, no way, no day, man. No. <laughs> nope. Um so Dave and Russ save her and uh, uh, Becca, the hospital assistant. Yeah. Um, so they uh, they start to escape using an old police cruiser David has in his mm-hmm. barn. Um, they go to a oh, what was it? Where did they go? Tom, I don't. I've seen the movie one time. I, yeah, that's all I've ever. They seen went to film. somewhere else in Iowa. Yeah, they went to somewhere else <laughs> in Iowa. They went to like a car wash, and then Becca uh-huh. dies, and then they get into another vehicle, yeah. and then his. Uh, his deputy starts to come down with the virus, like he sees the symptoms coming down on him. So he Oops. sacrifices himself uh-huh. in front of some soldiers so that way they can escape. Yeah. So uh, David and Judy are going to escape um, 
to uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, when they hear an explosion that happens mm-hmm. behind them, and they ended up flipping their car semi. That semi. should be Cedar Rapids, Iowa's uh, slogan: "Escape to Cedar Rapids." Oh man, that's like <laughs> I think that's a good. It's got kind of a double meaning a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. you know. I like that. When, when you're when you're SOL, mm-hmm. come escape here. To Cedar, escape to Cedar Rapids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, if you've hit rock bottom, this is the place. This, right. <laughs> so what what happens here at the end of the movie? Uh, so they're they're coming up onto uh, they're coming up on the Cedar Rapids. You can kind of see it in the distance, and the satellite's actually looking down on them, uh-huh. going towards it. Uh-oh. And it says, uh, "You see the words uh, initiate containment protocol appear uh, yeah. appears signifying a new attempt to contain the outbreak." Um, but after the credits, this is a really cool part, and I like when they when movies do this. Uh, the credits reveal Bruce on, so he's an actual newscaster um, for KCRG and Cedar Rapids. So he explains the explosion in Ogden Marsh um, was from the uh, Dacon Pendrill chem plant, um, and he says a perimeter has been set around, uh, and civilians are not allowed into the area. Mm-hmm. And then you see at the in the screen an infected person uh, pops up on camera, and then the signal is lost. Yeah. So it's that like, was whoops. Yeah. yeah. And there goes Cedar Rapids. And we're all screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I like this movie. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I, 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 when it came out, this wasn't that long ago. No, it was. It was within like, the last ten years. Yeah, it was right? within the last ten years, and, and a, it, it's not like it's a, a zombie movie at all, right? Which is kind of a new take on it. But yeah, I like that it's a little different. Um, uh, and uh, I like Timothy Timothy Oliphant. I like when, and all the stuff he does. So I'm glad. He, I, I like it, but I'm a big. I'm not to poop on your parade, but as soon as like the government gets involved, like there's FBI or the soldier soldiers and stuff. Yeah. I kind of get turned off from a scary movie. It's not. I don't like that as much. I still enjoy them. No, I still have still some on my movie, list. Right. Yeah, but I'm just like ah, because now I'm just gonna blame everyone, every you know, government on this, or or the government is there to help, but ultimately they screw everyone over. You know, it's just the same kind of song and dance. Yeah, it, it's a good way to like. Well, blame is placed on this entity, yeah. and it's not just happenstance by nature. Like, right. Yeah. The the government's always to blame. Yeah, the government, obviously. and then they they throw up the solid deal, you know, the thing of this area is quarantined, or or to this day no problems have been happening. And then you know it's like yeah. No, I want like some kind of like a little bit of resolution or a final scare, which that one does have a final. scare. Scary. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But then it kind of like gets the ball rolling. Like, yeah. well, Cedar Rapids has gone now. Like, yeah. who's next? The yeah. whole state? Like, what are we going to do? Lose yeah. corn for the next year? Come on. But I love corn, except for popcorn balls. Those can go to hell. <laughs> so, anything else on this movie? No, no, that was all I That's got. That's a good start. I like that. I like the a good movie. pick. The crazy, it. great name, too. Yes. Um, it, I, I remember the, the trailers. The guy just dragging the pitchfork, yeah. and that is scary as hell. If anyone is walking down to my street dragging a pitchfork or anything metal like that, I'm moving. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm done. We're you know, I'm out of here. Yeah, yep, so, yep, yep, yep. Well, yep. good pick, good pick. All right, well, my number five, I went with a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That's good. So I went with the Lego Batman movie. Right, right. And I went with, and I believe you mentioned this on your show. This movie on your scary movie. Show episode um it's a sci-fi horror movie Ooh. and i went it was came out in 1997 august of 1997 and it is called event horizon yes oh man this movie scared the hell out of me when i was a kid it is and i was i was in high school when this came out and it's terrifying it's scary now yeah it's and it's yeah it's a sci-fi movie but it the only reason it's a sci-fi movie because it takes place on a spaceship it's a yeah. horror movie. It it's is. an absolute horror movie. I mean, it basically, is talking about 
the ship going to hell and back. Yeah. Literal hell. Yeah. <laughs> and bringing back, like, this entity. And, uh, well, I'll just tell you. Okay, so a rescue crew investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole and has now returned with someone or something new on board. Um, it's a 1997 British-American science fiction horror film directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. The screenplay was written by Philip Eisner. Uh, the film stars uh, a lot of people, but the two big stars everyone knows, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Fishburne and uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill, of course, from like Jurassic Park and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne's in a lot of stuff, but... Um, the film is set in 2047, so not far, not long from now. Yeah, how, how, what do we got? 30 more years? 39 years? Is that what that is? Oh, but no, 30, 29. Public school. Um, <laughs> anyway, set in 2047. The film follows a crew of astronauts sent on a rescue mission after a missing spaceship called the Event Horizon spontaneously appears in orbit around Neptune. Lovely this time of year, by the way. I've Neptune. heard it is. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah the season's over there. Yeah. The Bring your coat. Uh, searching for the ship uh, uh, for signs of lo- searching the ship for signs of life, the rescue crew learns that the Event Horizon was responsible for testing an experimental engine that opened a rift in the. So here's the science part: space-time continuum, allowing a hostile entity to board the ship. Now, basically, I'm not, I won't go over the whole plot, but basically, there goes find the ship. And they bring the creator of the ship, who's played by Sam Neill. He, he's the one who yeah. made, you know, an engineer of the ship. And uh, to go find it and, and see what happened. And the, they abort it, and everyone on board is dead. And um, they realize that they, they've been to this, like, alternate area. And they brought back – basically, it's like – saying hell and the devil without saying hell and the devil like yeah, they bring back pretty much yeah everyone gets crazy and possessed and they start killing each they all kill, basically the crew mutilated each other oh. and kill each other yeah <laughs> and it's gross yeah there's some gross stuff in it um including eye gouging and 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 that kind of stuff which i'm not a big gore, gruesome horror stuff like that I, the story behind this stuff is great but i don't want to yeah. see a guy gouging his eye out <sighs> Uh, but you will if you watch this movie. And um, so if you're into that, yeah, kind if you're into that stuff, go nuts. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I, I don't want to ruin it for everyone, but basically, the the guy Sam Neill, who's the engineer, um, goes crazy <laughs> and lets the entity take over him, and he starts trying to kill everyone. And basically, what this thing does is the ship is turned into the 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 evil entity, and uh, it now feeds on your your most your your worst fear yeah so you start hallucinating you see things you is that's your worst fear and that's what happens and these people end up dying you know you know they blow things up or whatever and then um it, it whoa something just happened upstairs did you hear that i did see when we're talking about horror movies this is great ah! this is awesome um so uh anyway <laughs> good we just need the lights to flare i know i know how do you like my halloween lights i do a the lot decorations yeah, yeah. Awesome. fletcher and i did that looks pretty good i thought uh, yeah yeah okay um <laughs> Anyway, so uh, the film ends with uh, Florence Fishburne's character Miller. He sacrifices himself to get to they they blow the ship in half pretty much uh, to use the one half as a lifeboat and the other half to destroy uh, before it goes gets sucked back into this black hole where the thing went and it wants to go back there. And again, it never like, tells you what it is, but you, I mean for for us. It's easier to say it's like hell. Yeah. <laughs> they go to hell. It, it's really nice when movies do that. They don't exactly tell you what the bad thing is. Right. There is a bad thing. Right. But they let everybody's imagination right. run wild with it. I think that's a lot scarier, too. Uh, oh, it's a lot scarier. And uh, this movie has a classic last scare, which I love. Um, they get rescued because then they, 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 the people who get on the lifeboat, they go into suspended animation because they have to, they're in Neptune and going back to Earth takes quite a long time. 
And so they go in there, and then another ship finds them, wakes them up. I forget how many days later or whatever, or months or whatever. And uh, the girl, the main girl in it, uh, wakes up, and one of the astronauts that finds her, she he takes off his mask, and then it's a Sam Neill's character again. Yeah. Like the guy, you know, and, he, and at this point, he's all cut up. He cut up his face and stuff. It's really gross. <laughs> and uh, then she wakes up again. You know, so it's the final scare, but then she wakes up. It's, it's a dream of a dream, you know, that classic. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And then it just kind of ends. So you're not really sure what happened. Um, but I, I, I love it. And this film is actually, um, a lot of these films you find out they're made for a lo- like not a lot of money and then they make a ton of money. Yeah. This one's the opposite. <laughs> this oh, one was really? made for about $60 million, which is, back in 97 was a lot of money, but it wasn't like a huge blockbuster. Yeah, like today's money, that's like, well, I mean, you could add another $240 million on it and you'd right. still be under the par. See, the thing is, this movie would never get made now. Because you can only make like ones that are for like sixty grand, or the billion dollar Iron Man's and Avengers movies. Right. Like you can't make these type of movies anymore, which is unfortunate because no one buys them. But anyway, they they made it for sixty million, but it made only twenty six point seven million. I don't understand that. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. But here's here's a couple points where I think might be the reason it didn't do so well at first. Um, it, it has it. it fu- uh, created a cult following after and so it's made a lot of money back over the years because people like it but it, initial it, run it was not a success yeah. um paul ws anderson the, you know the director says his initial cut of the film was actually 130 minutes um and was quite graphically violent which this is the first cut because the first this the, the one that we watch is gross <laughs> yeah graphic anyway and so he they made him cut it down because the test audience didn't like it so he cut about 30 minutes out of it um and he actually said that he, he he wanted to come out with a director's cut later on, like they've done with other directors, like Richard Donner did with Superman and stuff like that. Um, but the, back then, they didn't have this, the archiving they have now, and their the footage was kind of lost. It's like it's there, but it wasn't. It's not good enough Aww, to remake. So man. I'm guessing it's going to cost too much to make it. So that's why he's like, I'm not make, remaking it. But um, I think in that 30 minutes, a lot more of the story is lost, and yeah. so people kind of like didn't like it at first. But yeah, you watch it now. It's like it's a good movie. But again, I was like freaked out to watch this movie when I was a kid. I I was like it scared me. I remember sitting watching it and then kind of like sitting staring at the screen and not blinking. Like even after the movie was over, I'm like, huh, I don't like that. Like I was just <laughs> I'm gonna try to go to bed now. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna not sleep for the next seven days. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a couple cool facts about the scene where um, Weir, who's played by Sam Neill, he explains how to bend space and time in order to travel huge interstellar distances, as this the Event Horizon ship does, is actually paraphrased in the movie Interstellar, which was a huge hit yeah. um, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, he Romley in that movie, uh, which I believe is uh, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey's character uses the exact same demonstration to illustrate this, the theory. He actually folds a piece of paper and pushes a pen through it, and that's exactly what Sam Neill's character does. Yeah, Event Horizon. So that's and it's kind of cool. What, and that's another thing I like about this movie: is real science about it in the movie. Yeah, and, which it, is cool. It does give you that real science, that it kind of it explains it in ways that uh, what what are we not scientists? Right, yeah. we're laymen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's well, what we're going to take space and we're going to take time. Yeah, smack it together and just. Put a pencil. Uh, so, uh, the actual name of the Event Horizon is named after a theoretical boundary surrounding a black hole. Which uh, here's my nerd talk. Within which gravitational attraction is so great that nothing, not even radiation, can escape because the escape velocity is greater than the speed of light. Nerd alert. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, another reason this um, movie probably failed, which I like, I like it anyway. Um, uh, Paramount, who Paramount, who released the movie, was also releasing Titanic in 1997, and it was being pushed as a July 1997 
premiere. Well, yeah. Titanic had a bunch of issues with shooting and like it ran long, so they pushed it to December. It came out in December '97, so they needed a movie to put out. So they asked uh, Paul W. S. Anderson, their director. He's like, can, "If we give you this movie, can you make it?" But we need it out by August. So he was forced to rush. Yeah. Also, which is not good for a movie, you know. No, like so. No, that, not at all. So that's another reason it probably didn't do that great. But one of my favorite things here on this movie, although the film was met with mostly negative reviews and a disappointing box office result at the same time of its release, it amassed a considerable cult following, like I mentioned, over the years. Director and- uh, Paul Anderson said that the movie's cult status was predicted to him years before by my man Kurt Russell. <laughs> Anderson screened Event, Hi- Event Horizon before they started to work on Soldier with him and Kurt Russell and Russell said quote forget about what the movie's doing right now in 15 years time this is going to be the movie you're you're glad you're made and that's he's king of cult classic movies so like yeah, yeah. yeah he really is so he knows what he's talking about so you know it sucked at the time but I mean people really like this movie anytime you mention this movie people seem to like oh that's a great movie that's a really good movie so that's my number five. That's a good number five. Do you like that one? I, I scares the put hell that out of me, dude. Here, man. It scares the hell out of me. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Like, there's the acting's awesome in it. The mm-hmm. premise is awesome, and yeah. it's got that nice fright <sighs> that you just can't really find in in the near future. Many. In I the know. near future, it's going to happen. All right, what's your number four? My number four is Jeepers Creepers. Oh. Damn it. It scares the hell out of me. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it keeps it just like they, they stand away from the actual monster itself, which you see throughout, but it's such at a distance or it's blurry or whatever. It's, it's the Jaws effect. It is. Keep yeah. it away. Keep it away yeah. and it's scarier. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Um, so a somewhat typical monster movie. Uh, two young kids, one bad guy, and of course bumbling cops. Um, it stars Gina Phillips as Trish, along with her brother, Derry, played by Justin Long, who is in a ton of other movies, including one of my favorite comedies, Waiting. Oh, I love that movie. Um, and wasn't he in uh, uh, Die Harder He was in the, four, the fourth something. Die Hard, yeah. uh, Die Another Day? Or was it... <laughs> something you know like what? That. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're going home from spring break, driving through a uh, Floridian countryside. Um, they see an old milk truck uh, and attempts to run them off the road, inciting a little bit of fear. Uh, eventually, it does pass them. Uh, later on, they both see a park next to an old church where the driver uh, in the coat is putting what seems to be bodies wrapped in blood-soaked sheets into a chute next to a church. Uh, the man notices them uh, watching, which leads them to chase them down a second time and attempt to run them off the road again. Uh, Derry, like any good person, of course, uh, tells Trish to turn around so they can investigate the scene. Okay, so before before this happens, when they're uh, parked at, next to the church on the uh-huh. highway and they see the truck and it starts to pull around and they're trying to put the car into gear because it's a manual yeah. transmission. So this always kind of made me a little mad. Because like, you're a car guy. Because I'm a car guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is an old car. We're talking 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. This is pre-synchro transmission. So you have to, like, release the clutch, blip the throttle, and then you can put it in gear. But she was just, like, cramming the gear shift into mm-hmm. first gear and was grinding up the transmission. You know, have, most of our listeners will be like, what the hell is he talking about? Man, it's just so obnoxious to me. <laughs> Google like, it. Just go- tell him to Google go- it. Go- yeah, Google, Google. it. Go- Straight cut tranny gears with no... Uh, right. no and, and be careful when you Google tranny. Yes, be very careful when yeah. you Google tranny. You might want to put an incognito. Right. <laughs> We're going to do that. Um, 
So uh, uh, they eventually go back to the chute. Uh, Derry tells Trish to lower him down and hang on to his feet so he can get a better look. Uh, eventually sh- slips down the chute and finds that there are hundreds of bodies with parts of the missing, other parts sewn up and sewn to the walls in the basement or the cave of this church. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually escapes. Uh, both go to the local diner to get help and call the police. Um, they receive a phone call from an unknown person that warns them that they're in danger. And they don't really know who it is, so they mm-hmm. kind of like hang up in fear. It was the Mothman. It was the Mothman. Yeah, right. Yeah, from or, or the New Jersey Devil or something. Right. So that, that all the all yeah. the monsters are calling, dude, get away from yeah. this guy. <laughs> this guy's nuts. <laughs> um, so Trish and uh, Trish and Derry leave the restaurant um, mm-hmm. to go to the church with two officers uh, that were actually in the diner. Um, as they're traveling to the church, they find out that it's actually on fire. Mm. Um, the man in the coat attacks the officers. Like, I think he pulls one, like, either out of the cop car or through the roof or something like that. And he uh, kills him right on the spot. Um, uh, so the the brother and the sister uh, arrive in an old woman's house asking for help. Uh, the old woman sees the monster and attempts to kill it. I think she was using a shotgun or something like that. Right. Never uh, works on monsters. No, don't use a shotgun. Like, use something other than a shotgun, yeah. like a car to run away. Right. That's probably going to be better. Hey, Podbean just liked my tweet. Thanks, Podbean. Oh, did yeah. they really? Yeah. That's sweet. They're nice people. Anyway. They don't like my stuff. I know. <laughs> I'm too vulgar. <laughs> Could be because I tagged them in it. Yeah, that's but a good yeah. idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Trisha, she's able to hit the monster with the car, Mm -hmm. um, but not before the uh, monster reveals his terrifying face and wings. And his face is just like all gnarled and weird looking. Um, It's like someone took a barbed wire bat to him. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is all just mucked up. Yeah. See, I use the M word. Thank you. The M word. We haven't. We get three of those. We get three (laughs) three M's. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the... Uh, Trish and Danny go to the police station in which they meet Giselle Hartman, mm-hmm. um, the psycho which called them at the dinner at the diner. Yeah. Uh, she informs them that it is a monster that awakens every 23 years and feasts on human flesh for 23 days. Now, the psychic doesn't seem like she's that old. Mm-hmm. So she's maybe 30. So I guess when she's seven, she knew that it comes out every 23 years and 23 days. Well, and kids have impressionable minds. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the creeper, which is he is now known, has the ability to smell uh, its eventual food through the fear and choose what he wants. Um, he then attacks the police station, feeding on some prisoners to regain his strength. Uh, he corners Trish and Danny in the station, smelling them both to find which one he wants, throwing Trish aside, and he takes Danny out the window and flies away with him. Okay. Um. So the next day, Trish is picked up by her parents. Now, this is one of the best endings that I have ever right. seen in a movie. Uh, Creeper is in his new lair in an abandoned factory, and the camera pulls back, revealing the hollowed-out eyes and skull of Danny, mm-hmm. and the Creeper puts his face into the void of Danny's head, where you can see that he took Danny's eyes out, so he's got the same Danny's eyes that he put through, the, oh, through his eye sockets. Jeez, um, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear at the very I end. I hope people are listening to us during their lunch break. They should. This is the perfect time and to I'm play. I'm sorry, yeah. Um, All right, so what happens at the end here? So at the very end... We're, when, we're only, we got five of these to do, you know. I, I know. Let's, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Take it out a little bit. Um, so the uh, Jeepers Creepers, the song from the 1930s, starts playing in the background. And where'd you get those peepers? Right. Yeah, so it's... 
Ah, yeah, see, yeah, 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 there it is. There it is. Nice. So that's uh, that's my number four. I don't really have much like else it. on it other than I. They really did a liked few it. sequels of this, right? They did. I think they're coming out with number three. It still uses Trish, the same actress. Okay. Um, are these coming out on the, in the theater? Are these Netflix movies now? I'm or pretty sure they're going to be Netflix okay. movies, just straight to DVD. Which that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make it bad. No, it doesn't make it bad, but it doesn't make it good. Yeah. I haven't so, seen the second one. I, I've never seen the second one. Yeah. Wasn't there someone with a bus? Is that in the first one, or maybe that's the second that's one? Also, oh, maybe actually. that's the one I've seen. That might be it. Yeah, oh, just the, just uh, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of the two. I think I don't know. The, the guy scares me. I'm not gonna yeah. watch it. No, <laughs> it's no. good. I like it. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Um. All right. So my number four. Um. This is gonna be a little debated. I think. Okay. Because this is a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is a TV mo- made for TV movie. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I, well, that's still a movie. It's, thank you. Okay, that's what I say. A movie's a movie. A movie. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's a two-parter. Okay. But they came out. One came out November eighteenth, nineteen ninety. The other one came out two days later, November twentieth, nineteen ninety. And it is the original It. Stephen King's. Really? Yes. It was a two-parter. It came out two different days. Is on I think ABC or whatever back then. I think it's really? ABC. Really? Yeah. And um, of course, it follows. It's the it, well, I'll just explain. It's a everyone knows it, and of course now the new movie is out, which I have not seen. Yeah, I haven't. And seen that it would might re- that might replace this one, but I haven't seen it, so I can't put it on my list. But the story, of course, is um, Stephen King's novel, the same name, uh, which I th- I believe the new movie follows the novel a lot more than the the TV movie that I'm talking about. Good, which it should. Which it should. Yeah, but Stephen King also there's a quote in here. He did not have a problem with them changing a lot of the novel stuff for the movie, so he was fine with it at the time. Of course, they say that now. Then they after it hits, and I'm sure people bitch and complain about it. But whatever. Anyway, uh, the movie, if you don't know, 1967 preteen outcasts fight an evil demon who possesses a ch- as a child killing clown classy uh 30 years later they reu- they reunite to stop the demon once and for all when it returns to their hometown no i believe the new movie only does this the first part with the kids the sequel to it they're going to come out with would be the second part when they're 30 years older really or i don't know how much older they'll be in this new one but that's what it was in the 1990 version oh yeah the 27 year mark what, yeah, yeah something yeah, like that yeah. so um anyway so uh like i said it came out in 1990 um, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace and adapted by Lawrence D. Cohen, and it's from the Stephen King novel of the same name. The story revolves around, pre- like I mentioned, predatory or re- re- revolves around a predatory shapeshifter which has ability to transform itself into the prey's worst fears, kind of like Event Horizon we talked about, um, allowing it to exploit the phobias of its victims. It mostly takes the form of a sadistic, wisecracking clown called Pennywise, played by Tim Curry. And he does an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry, whatever he's yeah. in, is just fantastic. This movie, this and the Shrine Circus are the two reasons I hate clowns. Um, and I have, I, I still won't tell my circus story. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the protagonists are called the Lucky Seven or the Losers Club, depending if they're the bully and the <laughs> or the or the good kid. Yeah. Um, it's a group of outcast kids who discover Pennywise and a vow to destroy him and by any means necessary. The series takes place, like I mentioned, between two different time periods. First, when the losers first confront Pennywise in 1960, and um, and then second, as they return as adults to the town um, uh, in 1990. 
And uh, so it features a cast has a bunch of different people: Richard Thomas, John Ritter, Annette O'Toole, Harry Anderson, Dennis Christopher, Tim Reed, and Richard Masor. And um, then the, their counterparts as a kid, as the kids' counterparts, is Jonathan Brandis, Seth Green, Emily Perkins, Brandon Crane, Adam Frizzelli. I don't That's know a that, heck of a name. I know. Marlon Taylor and Ben Hiller. And, of course, some of the, there's some names in there that jump out. And then, of course, Tim Curry plays Pennywise, and um, he's scary as hell. Uh, the um, I, I don't know if I need to go. I'm not going to go through the whole plot. People kind of understand it. And the new movie's out right now, so I don't want to totally ruin it for people. But right, right, right. anyway, it's a, it's a great movie. And um, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, one of the kids in Stranger Things is one of the kids in It. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I forget which uh, what the actor's name is. It's the um, well, they're all they all look the same. The kids, <laughs> so I don't know. They're, yeah, they're the one with the hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, on the DVD uh, comedy commentary track, the actors note that Tim Curry's characterization of Pennywise was so creepy and realistic that everyone avoided him during filming. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the actors were actually uh, there's one scene the actor, actors were injured slightly, and this is during the library scene where all these objects are flying around. The whole room's just destroyed. And they did it in one scene. Uh, and good thing they got everything because the set was totally ruined after that. But a couple of kids were kind of got injured during it. They were, they were fine. But um, the there's a scene uh, uh, where the kid. Uh, have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't. Okay, there's a kid where one of the bullies, a couple of bullies, follow the kids into the sewer, and that's where Pennywise lives. And they go into the sewer thing, and um, Pennywise comes out, and he's in. He there's this like big sewer pipe. And he sucks one of the bullies through the sewer pipe, bends them in half, and he's sucking them in. It's scary as hell. And the other kid's seeing it. The other bully's seeing it, and his, he sees it, and he's so scared his hair turns white. It's weird. It's just it's like when you're a kid and you're like, oh my god, he's so scared. He, you know, yeah, his hair yeah, turns. yeah. And um, that was achieved actually by brushing baby powder with a toothbrush in the kid's hair, and they got every little really, yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, John Ritter, um, we got you know RIP, RIP by the way, John Ritter uh, returned. Uh, retained one of the playing cards with Pennywise's face on it because there's a bunch of cards and he's got Pennywise the Clown on him. Um, he he had that all the way up until John Ritter's death in 2003. Um, since it first aired, there has been much speculation about the um, the building pump house where Pennywise lives. They, everyone thought it was real. Well, it was a set. Um, so, But there was the location where they shot and they always have people try to go there and uh and and get pictures you yeah know, yeah the, um but it, um it's uh you can't go you can't go there without authorization like they really put a limit on it because i think it's someone's private private it's a it's like oh. a hydro plant in canada or something like did they, they really put it in canada they filmed the whole they filmed thing. the whole thing in british columbia no yeah kidding. yeah um jonathan brandis and john ritter which i mentioned they both tragically died in 2003 um Brandis unfortunately hung himself, and Ritter suffered an unexpected fatal aortic dissection. I remember reading that. I remember that was uh, he was on that hit show at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eight simple rules to date my daughters, or something like that. Yeah, that's a good show. Uh, until he passed away, unfortunately. But anyway, um, all the cast has fond memories working on it, saying it was the best experience of their lives, which is kind of mirrors what. Uh, the movie that just came out, the kids talk about how much this was the favorite thing to sh- shoot and stuff. So it's like they all have a good time doing these Stephen King movies, apparently. But um, in the scene, there's, okay, there's a scene with Pe- with Pennywise and Georgie, who's played by Tony Dakota. Um, Curry was so in character that Dakota remarked, remarked, he stopped and said, "Quote, Tim, you're scaring me." <laughs> and then Curry responded in his in his 
with his full makeup and his Pennywise voice, well, gee, I'm so sorry, but that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Aren't you supposed to be scared? Like, he was so scary that he's, he's scared that they had to, he, the guy, the kid stopped in the middle and was like, yeah. hey, dude, you're scaring me. Like, good, it's too good. much. It's Method too much. acting like that. Like, yeah, take yeah. it to another level. Come on. <laughs> I mentioned earlier Stephen King, he allowed a lot of flexibility with the rewriting of the novel, but what, like I said, the new movie take is much, almost, I don't know, say word for word, but a lot from the original novel. Um, and uh, the use of the color green. If you notice in a lot of Stephen King um, movies that have adapted from his books, um, he uses green. to rep- in, For him, that represents uh, death, unease, and supernatural. And it's actually been used in a lot of his movies. You know, Instead of like bright white, it's like yeah, a green yeah. glow and stuff, um, which is kind of cool. And then uh, the film came out in 1990, the same year that Bill Skarsgård, who plays the new Pennywise in the new movie, was born. So, Is that yeah. the guy with the eyebrows? Yeah, like the new uh, the new clown, the new Pennywise, Bill Bill Skarsgård. I'm gonna have to look at. You gotta look this up. Yeah, this is a great movie. Scares the hell out of me. I should really see it. I I I feel like such a schmuck that I haven't seen it. Like everybody talks about it. Oh, it's such a great movie. You really have to see it. And then I don't. I saw that when I was eight years old. What were my parents thinking? Let's see well, they if don't we think can scare them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they knew I was watch- no, I watched. There's no way they would have never. They didn't like it when I watched Unsolved Mysteries because it gave me nightmares. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just a great movie. And like, um, like I said, I won't ruin it for everyone. And this one's a two-parter, but the, I would say the first part, the one that's the, the part where they're kids, much better than the second part. And I think it's a reason. It's like it's got that Stand by Me Goonies feel to it. Like the kids really sent you had a sense that they're really friends and they grew up together. Yeah, yeah. And and as the adult actors, they're much different, and so I don't think it it didn't gel as well. It's still a good part, right? You know? Right. So I hope they fix that problem for the new it that comes out in two years. You know, for the sequel of this movie. But anyway, ah, oh, I love it. It's scary as hell. I love it saying that I don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you love it love enough. You, you wait for the thrill for right. it, and then you got nope, gotta gotta right. turn it off. All right, so that's all I got on it because we're God, Lord, we're running long on time here. Are we really? Yeah. Oh. No one's gonna like this show. Well, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. What's your number three? <laughs> My number three, I uh, uh, released in 2010. Stars Pat Wilson uh, as Josh, Rose Byrne as Renee, and Ty Simpkins as Dalton. The movie Insidious. Uh, so oh, it follows man. a family that, uh, so they purchase a house. Um, the son Dalton, played by Ty, goes to uh, to explore the attic, but in doing so falls into a coma next morning because he uh, gets scared by something. Mm-hmm. Um, it obviously isn't explained. Uh, so they move into a new house. Uh, the parents call in some demonologist because he's been in a coma for three months. They don't really know what's going on. They think they're seeing stuff. Uh uh, Elise Reiner, uh, played by Lynn Shea, says that uh, Dalton is lost in a purgatory realm she calls the Further. Uh, the father apparently had the same ability, and she tells him that the only way to get their son back is for him to actually go into the Further to retrieve him. Uh, Josh has to face the red-faced demon, which kind of, like, I wish he would have shown up a little bit more in the movie. You only get to see him, like, a few times. Once it's from the back, and the other time he, like, poof, he's right in front of you. Um, but, man, that just that character alone made the entire movie for me okay. anyway. Probably not for anybody else, because I, <laughs> no, I like bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, uh, the Josh has to face a red-faced demon who obviously wants Dalton uh, for, him, for himself, for some nefarious plan, or global domination, or food, or something, but it's probably food. Uh, Josh helps Dalton escape through a red door which they came through, um, but Josh is confronted by his own childhood demon, uh, an old woman. Uh, he, he yells at her to leave him alone, in which she dissolves into nothing. So that is the easiest way to get rid of your own childhood demon is just say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm done. Leave if you me just alone. Just want to leave me alone. Yeah. That would be it great. always works in every yeah. one of these movies. Of course, mm-hmm. it's just it's that simple. It never hurts the demon's feelings either. <laughs> it's gonna go sulk in the corner. Oh, I don't want to play. <laughs> so they return to their actual bodies um, in the home. They kind of like wake up in chairs. Mm-hmm. Dalton wakes up in the bed. Um, uh, Elise, the, uh, the the psychic, the demonologist, I don't know what you would actually call her. What what, what do they call her in Poltergeist? It's not the same the little lady? person. Yeah, the little lady. This house is clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That lady, I don't know. I don't know what they call okay. her. Demonologist. Demonologist. Let's yeah. go with that. No one cares. Nobody Let's cares. just go on. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not a career. <laughs> right. It's not a career thing to you, choose. You could look at, look at that like on you know Monster or something. I don't know if anyone's hiring for a demonologist, <laughs> but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Elise begins to pack her equipment, but uh, she finds that something is not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she notices Josh's uh, hands, the dad. Uh, they appear to be old and dirty, similar to the old woman's that haunted him as a child. Uh, so she takes a picture of Josh, uh, which puts him into a violent rage, and he ends up strangling Elise to death. Um, he ends up leaving the room. Uh, Rene then finds Elise's body, and she calls for Josh. Uh, she sees the photo Elise took of Josh implying that he's been possessed and he puts his hands on Renee's shoulders and says, Renee, I'm here. And she turns around and gasps. And yeah. it, it kind of leaves you hanging. This yeah. is the... Because they're... Okay, okay, sorry, go ahead. It's, it's the prequel to the other... There's like Insidious 2 and Insidious 3. But so there's a prequel like the, in there. Yeah, this is yeah. like the very last of the I don't know in orientation of what it is. <laughs> right. So in the actual timeline, it's either the second or the third right. movie. Right. But it's scary. I've never seen it. Um, I've heard it's extremely scary. It is very good. It's yeah. very good. Right. Well, hence it's my number three. Right. Right. Any <laughs> other fun to- fun notes on it? No. No. I have no. I have no other fun notes yeah. because as usual, I come unprepared. <laughs> Hey, you're very prepared. I'm kind of prepared. You should have saw my brothers. I'm shooting 20%. Well, you know. <laughs> I think you're... Maybe that's a little high. Uh, my number three... My number three um, is a movie... It came out at Christmas time. December 20th, 1996. Not a Christmas movie, by the way. Oh. Uh, it is Scream. Did it really come on December? It did. I was surprised by that as well. Um... You've seen Scream? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scream was big when we were, like I was in high school and stuff. But a year after, the plot here is a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Now, what I like this movie is because of that right there. It it took the horror movie genre and it played with it. Like these kids all know what. Nightmare on Elm Street is. They all right. know what these movies are, and they like they make fun of them throughout the movie. 
but yet there is a killer who is a horror movie, a slasher horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Um, like I said, it's a, a slasher film. It was written by Kevin Williamson and directed by Wes Craven, who does a lot of horror movies. Um, it stars David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, and Drew Barrymore. It was released, I said, in December 96, and it follows the character Sidney Prescott. Um, she's the main character, and she's being chased by the ghost-faced killer. And he's just wearing a normal Halloween ghost face. Yeah. Which is cool. And at first you see it and you're like, it's kind of funny. But you realize he's not a funny person. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's killing everyone, you know. Um, it, like I said, it combined the whole like dark comedy and the whodunit yeah. with a horror movie. It was, it was really unique for the time. You know, and, and of course spawned a bunch of sequels and stuff like that. But um, uh, it, it does satirize the cliches in horror movies, like I mentioned, in like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those movies that people think of. Um, and, uh, yeah, it actually was made for $14 million, which is respectable in 1996, because a lot of these actors were unknown, besides yeah. Drew Barrymore and Courtney Cox. David Arquette was kind of unknown, but the rest were kind of new, up and coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the movie, it was made for $14 million. It made $173 million. That's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? And that's just the one movie. They made three sequels. And plus there's the Scream, the TV series. I believe that's, I think that's MTV. I had never seen it. But, um, uh, and uh, anyway, so the movie follows along the Ghostface here. He's knocking off the kids one by one. Of course, there's a party at the end. Because <laughs> yeah. the kids always have to go to a prom or a party or whatever. And, um... And, uh, all, you know, of course you find out, um, spoiler alert, you find out there's two killers. Um, and it, one of them is Cindy's, Sydney's boyfriend and his friend, both play, played by Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard. And, uh, that's why they were able to, so you find out that's why they're able to be in so many places at once because there's two of them. And then they use the little voice box thing, which became pretty popular device yeah, after yeah. that. And another thing that became really popular after this was the use of caller ID, now you remember in the mid '90s, not everyone had caller ID. It wasn't a thing you had to, like pay extra for it. Your parents had to, like pay. This like up, like they they more people got caller ID after this movie. Like their caller right. AT&T and all that said that the reason they got more money from caller ID is because they think because this movie came out and they got more people to they want to know who's calling them. Yeah, that's you know? a good correlation. Though. Yeah, I can see that, that was, actually. Yeah, right. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the film was actually was so gory. The first cuts that it went, to, it kept going to the people who do the ratings, and it kept coming back as an NC-17 rating, which in America is like not going to hit theaters, you no, know, that not kind of stuff. At all. And uh, um, and it kept coming back, and he kept making cuts, and he kept coming back as NC-17. And he's finally like kind of threw his hands up. He's like, "What should I do?" And he asked the producer. He's like, he's, and he's like, "I'll talk." The producer, I'll talk to him. And so he comes back, and he's like, "Oh, it's a rated R now." And he's like, "What'd you do?" He's like, "Oh, I just told him to think of it as a comedy." And so they they saw the same movie he gave them. With the, the, the NC-17, but they said, think of it as a comedy, and they looked at him like, okay, it's fine, it's rated R. It's like, what the hell? So it just means, that just again means the ratings are so stupid. Yeah. It, well, I mean, they really are. Yeah, as long as you don't say God, you're fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that debate. Um, uh, the ghost face mask was discovered um, uh, while Wes Craven was actually uh, looking for filming locations in California, and he's going through some houses they wanted to use. Um, and he saw uh, the owner of this house had a mask similar to that in like the room, like a, like a Halloween mask. Yeah. And he snapped a pip picture of it, sent it to his people. And he's like, I want a mask like this. But they made it a little different because they did not have the rights to that mask, nor they didn't know where that mask was from. Um, I do remember, you, I mean, especially after this movie, those masks were everywhere. But um, Oh, yeah. The next Halloween, everybody was going Everyone was ghost-faced, yeah. Um, 
to keep Drew Barrymore scared in the in the opening scene, which is great because Drew Barrymore, the biggest star at the time, Courtney Cox and her, um, she's in the opening scene and she gets killed off like right, right away. Yeah, she's the first one. Uh, but to keep her crying and looking so sad, the director um, kept telling her. Um, real life stories about animal cruelty because she's a big act, animal activist. Yeah, yeah. So that's how she, he was getting the actress to look so sad, which is so so mean, but it's like, well, it worked, I guess. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you're going to get the acting that you need out of it, but right. if it's not true, then... It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore was originally cast as the main uh, person, Sidney Prescott, which went to Nev Campbell, but Drew Barrymore said she wanted to play Casey, the girl in the beginning who gets killed because she, she thought it would be better and the because the audience would be like, whoa, anything can happen because they thought, oh, she's going to be the main star. She's even uh, pictured, you know, for, her face is pictured on the poster. Like, it looks like it's a Drew, Barry Bor- Drew Barrymore film. Yeah. And she's gone within the first 12 minutes. So, uh, which is pretty sweet. Um, the original title is actually called Scary Movie, <laughs> which I'm glad they changed it. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, then of all these spoofs came out of Scary Movies, and I hate these things. People love them. <laughs> yes, there's that's funny and stuff, but I, I can't stand them. Not I think they're dumb. Movie. And there's, like, 84 of them and yeah. whatever. Um, they've used a, they used special effects about a uh, fifty gallons of blood on this film. It's a lot of blood. That's a lot of blood. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, at one uh, one point, uh, while filming that scene with Drew Barrymore in the beginning, she's screaming and she calls the cops in the film. She calls nine one one. She's screaming. Uh, they're filming in a real place that someone didn't unplug the phone, so she dials nine one one and she's screaming bloody murder. And so the co- the nine one one operator actually picked up on the other side and could hear the actress Drew Barrymore screaming for her life. So they were quite confused, um, it, which they came and everything yeah. and everything was yeah, fine. Yeah. But it was like, uh, so whoever, what production assistant, which was probably that person's last day on the job, uh, <laughs> <laughs> forgot to unplug the phone. Yeah, one poor yeah. grip forgot yeah. to unplug the phone. <laughs> poor guy. Never work in this town again. No. <laughs> uh, and of course there's tons of tons of references to other movies uh, like, 15, 16 different, I'm not going to go over, but to all these other movies and that they reference or sat, satirize, uh, it, you know, in this movie and it's great. Um, the guy, one guy, Kenny is, and he talk he talks like he's a horror film expert and he's talking about all these different things like, Oh, don't say I'll be right back and all this stuff. Yeah. Cause you know, so yeah. he's, he's like commentating like us, it's kind of weird. It's just like he's like seeing all this happening. He's like, oh, I know how, you know, this is what happens. Don't go upstairs. Don't do this. Don't do that. And in the, and in the movie, all these people do these things he's telling them not to do. So it's right, kind, of, right, right. kind of funny. But I, I love I love these movies. Um, I think they're awesome. I, I, I'll be honest. I've never seen the fourth one. Um, I went through the original trilogy. How many are There's there? Four. Are there four? There's four. And uh, um, um, I, don't, I'm, I know Jim's a big fan of Scream. The movie, so I'm sure he's seen the fourth one, and he probably even watches that TV show. I don't know, but uh, he, uh, so he would be better at explaining this. Yeah, but I love it. I think it was a great movie, and it was. It came out at a great time when I, you know, I was like a, I don't know, like a freshman in high school. So it was a high school type teen comedy slash horror movie. So it's like it came out at a perfect time. You're like, oh, okay, this is this is cool, you know, and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah it, it is an excellent time to be that age too to come oh, yeah. out when like such a a franchise is like, oh yeah this is its debut and it's gonna get so much bigger because of it right it was awesome i absolutely i absolutely loved it and so that's my uh i think that's all i have on it and that's my number three that's a good number three Tom. Right. which number, number are you three. on now i think we're on number two holy smokes all right um 
as you've kind of noticed from number five going upwards, I have less and less to say yeah. about my horror movies yeah. because I kind of want people like, wow, you should go watch it. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you. That's kind of why it. I'm not reading the whole plot. I mean, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people out there have seen Scream. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't, and I just spoiled it for again at the top of the show, I'm sorry. Skip yeah. ahead. Yeah. yeah. But go ahead. Um, so my uh, my number two, it didn't do too well pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not even that great on IMDb. I don't think it really did that good on Rotten Tomatoes either. Okay. But it's a horror movie, and I love it because it's a new novel idea, and it does not have a single male character in it Okay. besides like a five-minute uh, right. shot. Random guy. Yeah. yeah. It's The Descent. Oh yeah. So okay, so this you know this movie freaks the hell out. I know. <laughs> oh my god. It's such a new take on a horror movie. Yeah. So if if you haven't seen it, I suggest you do skip ahead because this is my number two. But it, uh, I love this movie. Wait, so skip much. ahead. Wait for it. Wait for it. Before you go on, the end of this movie is so depressing. I know. <laughs> and that's why. It's like, it's it's like good... what the hell? You leave the theater like just, you. Just, I, I want to go home. I just want to go home. I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm I remember just... seeing the theater with my friends be like, um, can we just go? I just want to go home. Yeah, I'm sad. you just want to curl uh, up in I, a bed and like just yeah. feel sad yeah, for the rest of the day. Yeah, just sad for those girls. Okay, go ahead. So, <laughs> six, six friends come together. Um, they go uh, splunking in an unexplored cave. Um, the movie begins with Sarah, her husband, Paul, and their daughter, Jessica, coming back from a whitewater rafting trip with their friends, Juno and Beth. Uh, Paul becomes distracted while they're driving, and the family get into a car accident. I think he, like, sees a deer or something after he... I can't remember now. He's back uh, attention to the road, or yeah. hits a car or something. In any case, um, so only uh, Sarah survives. Her husband and her son end up passing. Um... A uh, year later, Sarah, Juno, Beth, Sam, Rebecca, and Holly, who is new to the friendship, uh, they go on a caving trip. Um, Juno uh, planned the whole trip, tells the group that this cave system has been unexplored after the entrance collapses behind him. So that's that's starting out real, real great. Good. Yeah. You're in an unexplored cave and you have no way out behind you. Uh, My biggest fear is, is the, like enclosed dark spaces. Like, like I'm really afraid of like really dark, dark, deep water. Or, like, if yeah. I go in something and I can't go out the same way I came in, like, no, I'm not, no, yeah, I'm you, out. You have I'm to out. have an exit strategy. Yeah, I am out. Yeah. <laughs> Start doing that kid thing. Yeah, oh, like, God. no, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come upon uh, uh, the remnants of some caving equipment from a previous explorer, and there's a painting on the wall that does suggest that there might be an exit further along in the cave. Um, of course, with nowhere else to go, they must press on. Uh, Holly being the least experienced of the group, she freaks out, um, thinks she sees an exit, runs ahead, eventually falls down a hole and breaks her leg. So, nice. so now you got an injured person. So now you have an injured newbie who doesn't know what's going on. And you just it's want just, and you know, and, and you just want them to die. Yeah, like you just on. screwed over five other people. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Thank Holly. You. We're Thank just you. gonna leave you there. Right. right. Jerk. Right. Um would you leave me, Aiden? No, I'd take you with me. I don't believe you. I love you, too. All right, thank you. Uh, the other four, besides Sarah, uh, they go to help Holly. Sarah sees a pale humanoid person drinking from a pool in the cave. Now, when they do this shot, it's not very apparent that you can actually see the pale person. Uh-huh. Until they kind of, like, let you focus in on it. Right. Um, uh, so Holly is eventually captured by the crawlers, the pale humanoids. Um, so she has her her neck ripped out, and then she's dragged away. 
Um, I, I assume she's okay for the young children that are listening to this. She was fine. Um, they took her to a tea party, so you can <laughs> do not worry about it. She's okay. Well, it was definitely dinner time. It's definitely dinner time. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> uh, Sarah attempts to flee, but she gets knocked out by falling down a hole. Um, of course, you're in a cave. You're going to fall down a hole or two. Uh, Juno, the good friend, tries to prevent Holly's body from being dragged off, but... No, she's not okay anymore. She's quite dead. She's still not okay. Yeah. No, she's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Juno does kill a crawler with a pickaxe, uh-huh. so that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she gets startled by Beth, and she stabs her through the neck when she turns around and just whack. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. So that's two down. So Beth mm-hmm. collapses, um, begging Juno not to leave her, but Juno becomes the bad friend now, and right. she just leaves. Yeah. Uh, skip it ahead a little bit. Uh, the group is picked off one by one via the crawlers. Uh, they learn that the uh, the monsters can't see, but they have very acute hearing or sonar. Uh, Sarah eventually escapes the cave, running to her car and driving away. Um, the other five are very deceased. Um, however, Sarah does turn to her right and see that Juno was sitting in the seat next to her, terrified. She wakes up, only to find herself still in the cave at a dead end with the crawlers closing in on her. Oh, it's horrible. It's such a depressing end of the movie. You're so like, yes! Yeah. She escaped. Right. And no, no, she woke she up didn't. and she's going to get eaten. And it doesn't show it? Nope. It just leaves it at that, fades really- to black, and you're like, okay, yeah. this is why I needed to go home. This yeah. is why after that, I said, I don't want to go. I, I'm done. This, I'm done. The popcorn that I'm eating is not satisfactory yeah. to yeah. curb. If my I had a popcorn from. ball at that point, I'd been throwing it at the screen. <laughs> not not because I didn't like the movie, because I was so scared and I just needed the distraction so I can run out the back door. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh man, good pick. That, I, I I really do like that movie. And I'm surprised more people. Yeah, don't. I it was, it's, this is an honorable mention of mine. The, the Descent. Good, 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 good. Um, because it was because uh, it's so de- it is so depressing. It is. It is so depressing. I, it, uh, just sad. It, it's, and it's not like there's a lot of jump scares to it. I like it because it has that that increasing fear throughout it. Yeah. And then you get this. They're closing yes. in. They're closing in. It's like oh. they've escaped at least yeah. one of them. And no. no. No, no, you didn't escape. You're dead. <laughs> All right. My number two and my number one, we're going through some classics here. Good. And my guess is you haven't seen them because you don't watch movies. I, no, I don't even know what a movie is. <sighs> Come on. All right. Well, my number two could have easily been my number one. So these could be interchangeable. But my number two came out in 1978, Ooh. right before Halloween. And it is Halloween, the original. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, which was her first film. And uh, she was paid only eight thousand dollars for this film. She earned every penny. I mean, she was awesome in this movie. But and she made a lot more in other movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's made more than eight yeah. grand a movie. Okay, so if you haven't seen Halloween, oh my god, you got to see it. And for those of you who are like are scared of like it's too gory, because a lot of these movies we've talked about, it's got some gory parts of this. You hardly see a drop of blood in this movie. Like, so it's it, working on that sense of it's, fear. Yeah, it's just that time. you just it, it, you work with the theater of your own mind. Like, oh, what just happened to that person? And that's why I love it. It's, it's great. I, I rewatched it again this morning <laughs> in preparation of this show. Good. Um, I, I didn't watch it all the way through because then my son came in the room, so I stopped watching it. But uh, I, I've, I've seen it. Uh, anyway, 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night in 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospi- hospital and returns to a small town, the small town of Haddonfield to kill again. 
son of a guy. bitch. I know. Um, it stars Donald Pleasance and then Jamie Lee Curtis in her first film. Um, like I said, she was only paid $8,000 for her uh, her role, which is kind of not a lot of money even back in 1978 no, I can't <laughs> for, a movie, for a movie star. Yeah. Um, this ma- well, this could explain it. This movie was made for $300,000 only. Which back then is still not a lot it's of still money. still nothing. It made... 70 million dollars <laughs> so it, it made a lot of money um uh yeah and so uh it actually many critics of the film uh say this was inspired uh it was the first in a long line of movies that inspired inspired from psycho um which is you know the slasher type films because yeah. in between the psych, uh, psycho from like 1960 up until 1970 there wasn't a lot of this type of movie so um, in 2006, the film was actually selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So really? There you go. Yeah. I didn't know they could put movies in the library. They put movies in there, yeah. Um, due to its shoestring budget, this is my favorite, favorite uh, nugget from any movie. Due to its shoestring budget, the prop department had to use the cheapest $2 mask they could find <laughs> in a costume store. And that cheapest mask was a mask of William Shatner's Captain Kirk from Star Trek from the 60s. They spray-painted it white. They teased the hair up so it was kind of like crazy hair. And they reshaped the eye holes. And that's Michael Myers' mask is actually William Shatner's mold. It just mold. blows my mind it blows that they my, actually did that. And what even blows my mind even more, Shatner admitted that... He, for years, he had no idea that his likeness was even used <laughs> for the film. It's only during an interview that someone mentioned the mask being used is when he found out. And he has since stated that he is honored by the, the gesture that he's in yeah, this movie. Yeah. And um, uh, a little bit about Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not going to go through the plot of the movie because, everyone, I mean, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But basically, Michael Myers comes back to town and starts killing people. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis is the one he's chasing at the end and all that stuff. But um, young Jamie Lee Curtis was so disappointed with her performance um, that she was convinced she'd be fired after the first day of filming. While on the phone, or when the phone rang that night, it was John Carpenter, the director of the movie, and she thought, she, he's, he's calling to fire me. Yeah. And he actually... Um, called to congratulate her and tell her that he was very happy with the way things are turning out after the first day. And so she was like shocked. Like, really? Because I thought I was doing horrible. Yeah, that's <laughs> Of course, like, she didn't say that. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. You oh, know, I know. I'm the best actress in right. the entire world. Um, and ironically, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's been, of course, her sequels to this movie, and, and she's known as one of the scream queens, you know, she's, you know, um, she admitted she doesn't, she hates horror movies. Absolutely hates them. Really? Personally. Doesn't watch them. Because uh, she doesn't like to be surprised. <laughs> which <laughs> which is, if you don't like to be surprised, you don't like horror movies. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Um, the theme of the movie is classic. The you know, oh, I can't do it justice. I'll play it underneath here. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's actually created in a rare 5-4 time for those music people out there, which is uh, not used quite that often no. ever. Probably ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe once before prior to this movie. Right, right. And that's been it. Yeah, and John Carpenter actually um, did the he did the theme himself. And he actually learned the rhythm from his father. So father was a musician. Um, the beginning uh, point of view scene with uh, little Michael Myers in 1963, a little six-year-old who goes and it ends with him killing his sister. Um, that that scene is, I don't know how long, six, seven, it could be, I forgot how many minutes it is, but um, it took two days to shoot. And it's all one cut. There's actually two little cuts or three little cuts in that scene but you can't tell because they use a you know the magic of editing but it looks like it's one long shot and um 
there's a, the producer Mustafa Akkad, um, who produces. He said in an interview later on that uh, John Carpenter had envisioned making this movie, and he says, "I can make this movie for three hundred thousand dollars." And Akkad goes, "Oh, that's that's interesting. I have a. I'm producing a movie right now." Um, with uh, Lawrence of Olivier, and uh, he—it's actually the same amount, same amount of money, three hundred thousand dollars a day. And John Carpenter goes, "That's great. I only need three thousand dollars for the whole shoot." <laughs> and Akkad goes, I'll, "We'll make it," because he's like, "I'm spending three hundred thousand dollars a day. Yeah, we'll just do it for three. Because what does he care? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they did it, but um, and because of that, they had, to, like I said, they had to use the Shatner mask. They hardly had any lighting in the movie. <laughs> it was really, I mean, but for horror movies, you can make them cheap. Yeah, you it, don't really yeah. need a whole lot of lights. Right. A little special effect, but right. most of that's just blood. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I just love it. Just oh, we'll make it. Yeah. Um. There's a scene where oh, this is one of the rare films that the 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 killer, the slasher type guy, drives a car. Like usually, you they walk around or they get away. Not many, especially up to this point, would drive a car. He drives a car. He's because he yeah. steals the mental, uh, the mental health clinic's car, and that's how he gets back to the town. And he drives around in town in the car for a while. Yeah, because they're always oh, the bad guys always walking really slow. Yeah, but, but yet they're the fastest people in the world. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just got this giant step. Yeah, there's actually a scene where Lori and Lori played by. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and her friend Annie are driving in the car and they're and the radio's on and the song Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult is playing, which coincidentally is because uh, he's playing and then uh, the uh, Michael Myers is following them. So that's when that's playing. It's just kind of cool. But in uh, Scream, which I was just talking about, um, there's a, a they played Don't Fear the Reaper also, which is an homage to this movie that, that played it during that I, scene. I too. like it when movies of the future do that. Like, we yeah. really love this movie, so we're going to have to put a little bit of We're going to put all this. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, uh, the title initially was going to be called The Babysitter Murders. And uh, the produ- one of the producers um, suggested that the story would be more s- be significant if it revolved around a holiday. Re- and so that resulted in the Halloween. Yeah. And um, the Myers house is actually an abandoned building the filmmakers found in Pasadena, California. And uh, it was an abandoned building at the time and, and, um, and creepy looking. And it now houses a chiropractor's office. So well, how would nice. you like to go there? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't let that guy crack my back. No, not no at way. All. Um, and so I love this 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 little nugget here. At three minutes and fifty four seconds into the film, the lights go off upstairs where Michael's sister and her boyfriend are, suggesting that they're about to have sex. Uh, the boyfriend is heard saying good night to her from the stairs at the five minute mark, which leaves only one minute and six seconds between when the lights go off and he says goodbye for them to be able to have sex yeah which some this surprises some people i think that's plenty of time <laughs> that is yeah well i it there's long yeah i don't know what i don't know why that's uh weird to people uh <laughs> <Strange>. <laughs> uh roger ebert of the of the famed uh siskel and ebert uh as mentioned was in an interview he mentioned um that what's the scariest movie uh that he's ever seen and he, without a doubt he said halloween and he had a fun story he said so i saw the movie in the theater and um, in he, I was so scared. Um, I took a cab home, even though I lived two blocks from the theater. Uh, I went <laughs> to the shower and pulled back. I went home, went we're upstairs, went to the shower and pulled back the curtain of, in the shower just to make sure no one was there. <laughs> was so scared. <laughs> so I love that. Um, the body count. You know, all these movies that killed all these people. Six people. Actually, five people, one dog. Yeah. And so that's it for this movie. Only six people. Really? It's still one of the scariest movies. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there's hardly any blood in the whole movie, which is uh, interesting because 
nowadays like you can't get away from it. No, they have yeah. to, you have to show blood, blood, blood. I mean, look on what's on just normal TV now. It's just crazy blood. Yeah, you know? they just turn on a hose and it goes right to the corn syrup and red dye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not real blood. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I might be. I'm yeah, not sure. No, <laughs> I don't want to find out. I don't want to know. Um, yeah, but this is such a great movie. And like I said, the theme, even listening to the theme music now, like you hear it on things and, and it just scares the hell out of you. And um, uh, it's just great. And they've ton of sequels have come out. And there is a, there was a Rob Zombie remake. He remade these movies. He had a, yeah, um, he yeah. remade the first one and a second one. Kind of a, not a, there weren't sequels. They're kind of a retelling of the first story and the second story. And then, um, uh, then he, uh, then there's also another remake happening next, coming out next Halloween. Yeah, what um, is the, the 30th year it's anniversary? Some, well, it'd be the 30th year, or no, 40th. Whoa, 78. Again, you're asking me to do math, son 40th. of a bitch. All right, it's 40th <laughs> year. Public school. Yeah, public school. Thank you. Um, and so that's coming out, and Jamie Lee Curtis is reprising her role as Laurie, which uh, is weird because I think she, in one of the sequels her character is killed off. So we'll see. I'm interested to see how this is. Oh, it's, I hope it's not one of those weird dream things. Oh, and then, well, it's all just uh... yeah. Movies three through six didn't happen. You yeah. know, like that kind of crap. We're just gonna negate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so that's my number two. That's a good number two. Though. I love. I love this movie. It's a great. We watched it again. It's just a great movie. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm bef- gonna have to see it because I'm a I'm I'm a bad horror movie from. The you classics. haven't seen this one either. I haven't seen Halloween. Jim I seen Doubt hand picked you. I know. I told you you had big shoes to fill, and I am failing and failing and failing. Okay. But, you know that it it. You're it, lucky Jim doesn't listen to our show. I know. Yeah. I'm lucky yeah. Jim doesn't listen to anything I say either. Yeah. He listens to your show. He doesn't listen to our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, before we get to our number ones, what's some what's some honorable mentions you had? Uh, the honorable mentions that I have. Uh, let me scroll down here a little bit. Um, Silent Hill. I wasn't really Ooh. sure whether or not this was going to be a horror because it's based on a video game. Uh, but it does have that really. Yeah, it's a scary movie. It, it is a, a very scary, scary video movie. game too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, about the video game. So yeah. I got that on PlayStation One. Yeah. We, when they were still renting right. everything at like, like Video Vision, yeah. Blockbuster, Blockbuster yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. So I played maybe twenty minutes of it. So when those sirens go off, <sighs> nope, that was it. And the fog would roll in. Yeah, no, no, I can't do no, it anymore. So I turned it off and I never played it any further than that. Right. But the movie was awesome. Yes. Um. The, another one that didn't do really well for ratings or for any income was Quarantine. I thought that was kind yeah, of yeah. I've never one. seen that. I remember I've never seen the previews and or whatever. I'd never yeah. seen it though. It it was okay. The there's a uh, uh, newscaster or a news reporter and her uh, her camera guy are going to this building where yeah. the either the CDC I think it was they're yeah. starting to close everything off and they're trying to get in to figure out what's going on and ask questions and mm. finally get in and then. Everybody's getting murdered and stabbed right. and shanked like you do. and like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was one that I really right. liked. Um, the the classics though, Night of the Living Dead and yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Old zombie movies, man. I love them. Yeah. Really do. I had one zombie movie on my uh, inter- my honorable mentions. Twenty eight days later. Yeah. Love. I, I really like that movie. Cillian um, Murphy I, with those yeah. eyes. Crazy. All in love. Um, a couple other ones I had. Um, Saw, the original Saw. Yeah, number one, the first. The Saw. first one. Yeah, it just got so sick and gross. Even though the story, the whole arc of the story of the Saw movies, I believe there's another one coming out like next week. Like it's, seven, I think it's I think it's just called eight? Jigsaw. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, um, the first movie, incredible, totally different. 
kind of redid the genre genre again a little yeah. bit. Got a little crazy because the movies like Hostel and all those other ones started coming out, and it's just gross. But I love that uh, Science of the Lambs classic. Very good. Could be it could be a horror. Could be yeah, it's a it's a that's a fine line there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Paranormal Activity. I haven't seen that one, but I really want the original. To. I've only seen the first one. Scared the hell out of me. Um, and a couple other ones here. Um, uh, Blair Witch Project was also another one that was kind of weird at the time. Like, yeah. This is right pre. Rate internet was there, but it wasn't. It was there, but it, like people weren't like ruining every movie online. So like the whole like lost footage, like this is a real movie thing, was running rampant. You know, like yeah, was yeah. this real? You know, that's kind of cool stuff. And uh, an alien is the one I had. Yeah. I just it's, it still scares the hell me. And it's a horror movie, but it's about a. It's not. It's a little different because it's an alien. I don't know why that I think that's not a horror movie. I, I, I think know. it does lean a little bit more into the science fiction genre. Yeah, that does horror. It is a horror movie, but at yeah. the same time, it's got more science behind it. Especially with the sequels entity. and the prequels that have come out now. After it's definitely a science fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any other honorable mentions you had before we get to our number ones? So that was I. I kind of did the same thing with thinking Alien would be a horror movie as well, but I I was going to choose the fourth kind. Okay. So yep. it's it's kind of a horror, but at the same time, it's more of a science fiction. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. This is one of the few movies that I've ever been legitimately scared about. My best friend and I went to go see it in the movie theater when there was like 200 yeah. people in there. Yeah. And it was legitimately frightening to us. Ugh. Like the CG in it was good enough where it looked realistic, but at the same time, obviously, it wasn't like people's jaws were getting oh longer God. and people were floating and levitating. And it was, yeah, yeah no. I'm out. Owls, man. Yeah, no, no, um, no owls. Cool. Well, what's uh, let's get to it. What's your number one? My number one comes from Kangaroo Land, Australia. Yeah, we have some Australia listeners. Oh, I shouldn't have called it Kangaroo. No, Land. Koala Land. I think is my brothers better? might have said something mean about Australia last year, last week too. So, so you're the only good person that likes Australia. What's wrong with Australia? I don't know. Well, there's. Scary things in Australia, man. Well, I just want to go to like Sydney. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not, <laughs> you I'm don't not want going to anywhere else. No, yeah. okay. Let's no, get out of good. here. Yeah. <laughs> it stars, uh, it stars, um, who's the star? I don't even know. That's right. Uh, Two people. Essie Davis. It is written by Jennifer Kent based upon her own short story. Um, it's her first directorial debut. So she pretty much did everything on it except for produce it. Okay. Um, it's based on her short story, Monster. Uh, which he obviously made into the full-length film. It is The Babadook. Oh, my God. I, knew, I had a feeling this was going to be your number one. Oh, man. All right. Like, All right. Just explain this movie to me as, as if I am, I've never seen it. Okay. So it, and it, I haven't seen it, by the way. But It, it takes scary kids with mental problems and kind of a weird... I'm already out. Kind of a yeah. weird spiritualist book thing with the monster in it that comes like to life allegedly oh my god it when you read the book it gets stronger and it tells you to continue with the book but you don't really know that it's getting stronger it is terrifying and it it's just like because it is terrifying and it's really a creeper don't ruin it for anybody Let's just, I, yeah. let's just not ruin this one. I will try to be as vague on it as possible. Like I've only got like a paragraph okay. on it. But it, I have to see it still, and I know a lot of other people need to see it still too. It so the premise of the kid has like weird. I, I, I can't even really tell you what kind of like weird psychotic episodes sure. that the child has. Sure. And the mom divorced the husband, 
I guess he couldn't deal with the child or whatever it was, or they just had the problems anyway. And she gets so stressed out, like she's sleepless all the time, she can't deal with her kid, her kid's being kind of troublesome throughout school, at birthday parties, and she's doing her best to bring him to a psychologist and get him help, and this book comes to their front door for some random reason. I've got a good mail carrier story about that. Too, okay. So that's awesome. Um, so the book comes to the front door, and they start to read it together, and the kid starts to arm himself with weapons to make, like, defend, and she keeps telling her that the Babadook is coming. The way the story is written is so terrifying because it plays off of a lot of real-world things. Like, when you get tired, you start seeing things. Right. When you get yeah. exhausted, you start getting really tense and annoyed and that like it really it it plays off that emotion and that fear very well right um i'm not gonna really go into much of it because i don't want to ruin it but the first time i tried watching it i half an hour in see that's the thing you you tried watching it it's your number one movie you tried watching the first time and you couldn't make it through that's an incredible scary movie it is yeah like (laughs) i didn't want to go any further uh, yeah i can't uh can't do those movies um I think I think I know the story you're gonna tell because this is now a common thing now people are doing with having certain things delivered to their home. Yeah. So what's your story? So there's a guy on my route, and he. Aiden's also a mailman. I'm also a mail carrier. There's a guy on my route that ordered this book up from uh, somebody who actually hand makes the book, so it's like legitimately real. So he had it delivered. And it says, like, the Babadook oh book company or something as the the sender. And yeah. like, oh, this is going to be... And it's heavy. Yeah. It was, like, 10-pound book. It was awesome. And yeah. he... So he talks to me, like, the next day or something like yeah. that. And he says, yeah, I had it ordered. I, was re- I wanted to call up the sender and say, hey, can we have the carrier drop it off with no packaging well, like, take it, it out of the box? Take it out yeah. of the box and set it, like, right in front of his door. Like, like, no, we can't do don't that. Don't do that, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'll freak your carrier or UPS guy out real quick. Right, he will, yeah. <laughs> See, but people are doing this now. People yeah. around the country, around the or around the world probably, are having these books delivered. Yes. And that's scary. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's nuts. And I know we're being pretty vague on the movie. One, I haven't seen. I've read up on the movie. I haven't seen it, but like, I don't. I really don't want to ruin this one for people. I think people need to see this. It, one. It, yeah, like yeah. I'm getting like tingles because it's just like <laughs> it is just the creepiest. Like the monster or whatever it is itself is terrifying. Like it, there's no details to the monster that I can really divulge without Jeez. like getting you. Yeah. Right. Nope. 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 Anything else on this movie? That I don't want to You don't want to talk else. about it? Yeah. I'm going to have to drive fast really <laughs> right. fast. <laughs> I know it is dark out now. Um, what's it on my front step? No, oh, thanks. I, I, yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. Tom. <laughs> thanks. All right. Uh, my number one. I went classic. And I, I, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry again, Aiden. You're really making me regret my decision to have you is. on the show. Came out in 1980. It's Friday the 13th. The original. Dude. I know. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's the best. 
Should I, I, I even no, ruin I it for you? No, that's fine. You, that's fine. I have seen so much pop culture stuff on okay. them that I know they're right. like the game, which I did play for Nintendo, and oh, was horrible at it. Hard. Still play the hell. It scared the hell out of me. That game scared the hell out of me. The graphics were horrible. Um, and that was a new game out for PlayStation 4, I believe. New Friday oh, 13. Yeah, and I haven't played it. I heard it's awesome. But anyway, um, Friday the 13th, a group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assail- assailant. Assail- Assailant? Thank you. Use my words. Um, while trying to reopen a summer camp, which years before was the site of a child drowning. Okay, this stars Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Crosby, Lori Bartram, a young Kevin Bacon. Really? So, uh, yeah, this is right after his Animal House. Animal House is like his original movie, and I think this was soon after. Uh, Janine Taylor, Mark Nelson, Robbie Morgan also are in it. Um, they, this prompted by the success of John Carpenter's Halloween, which I just talked about. This film was made for an estimated budget. They ballooned the budget <laughs> to $550,000. Okay, settle down. Yeah, I know. That's way too much money. <laughs> and um, it went on to gross in its first year $40 million. And after, overall, it, it made $60 million. So it's quite a, quite a hit. Um, aside from being the first movie of its kind to secure distribution in the U.S. by a major studio, the film's box office success... Led to a long series of sequels, which we've, you know, there's tons of Friday's a crossover with Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy vs. Jason, yep. Um, yep. Yep. and a 2009 uh, reboot, which uh, I don't think if it did, I, I saw it, I don't know if it did that well, I think there was plans to do more, I don't know if there's any plans to do more of that, or those or not. Um, of course, it's it's these camp counselors at Camp Crystal Lake, and they go, and like I said, in the 60s, the, a kid drowned camp closed and every time the story is every time they've tried to fix up the camp and reopen it something bad happens it's cursed they say the whole camp is cursed yeah so now a new person's gonna try to open it up this guy and he hires these teens to help him fix the camp because they're gonna open in a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever and uh now the kids start going getting picked off one by one just like these this is what happens in these movies and um you see them get killed you never see the the person killing them. You see the, uh, them getting slashed, you know, the throat slashed or whatever with a yeah. machete and all this stuff. And uh, so you never see who's doing it. And so you're in your first time you're seeing it, you're led to believe maybe it's one of the other kids, a uh, local townsperson or whatever. And um, so if I ask you, a person who has never seen it, who's the killer of Friday the 13th? I know the pop culture behind it, so it's the kid that actually drowned, wasn't it? Jason. Yeah, Jason. But in the first movie, he is not the killer. Really? His mother is the killer. Oh, shit. Mrs. Voorhees. Because she is mad at camp kids, the camp kids who let her boy, quote unquote, drown. Yeah. Because they weren't paying attention to him. That's right. They were like making out or something. Yeah. And uh, so uh, she she turns out to be the killer. And uh, and at the end. you know, the one girl is left, uh, was it Annie or whatever her name is, and she kills her and everything, chops her head off, and it's awesome. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Jason is not the, Jason is in movies two through whatever. That kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah. I thought I'm... And another fun fact, the mask, you know, the, the iconic hockey mask did not appear to the third movie. Huh. He finds, I don't know if he finds it in the second movie, I can't remember now. I'm sure people are going to freak out and say something, but he's not wearing that mask until the third movie on no kidding yeah. man shows how much I know about the yeah but it's movie. so iconic everyone thinks it's yeah but the, the, his mom in the original one she just wears this little blue sweater and just looks like a mom and <laughs> she's slashing all these kids 
Uh, a couple facts about the movie. Um, the camp is a real camp they filmed at. Camp Nobi Bosco. Ooh, that's uh, a that twice. Yeah, it's in New Jersey and it's still in operation actually. Um, and they have a wall d- in one of the camp buildings there. They have a wall dedicated to the movie and a bunch of bunch of paraphernalia from the movie is there. And uh, they um, they the people who own the camp allowed them to film there uh, um, after making a sizable donation to Boy Scouts of America. Like, yeah, right you can film here. Give us a bunch of money, um, which is which was fair, I think. Yeah, five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and uh, most of the crew and the cast actually stayed at the cabins while filming the movie. So this is totally shot on location. Well, that's actually in, really nice. Then yeah. you're going to save a hell of a lot it's, of money. Well, they didn't have a lot of money to be thrown around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, uh, the the Jason. The character is in the movie as a little kid. Um, you see it at the uh, the beginning and the very end. And um, um, the original name they were gonna name him Josh, and they thought it's just not scary enough. So they no. had Jason, which is is way better than Josh. Like, yeah. oh, here comes Josh. Oh, like, well, okay, watch out! For <laughs> Look out for Josh, Josh. Joshy boy. Yeah, and uh, He's still mocking him while you're getting I know. slapped. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Oh, good swing, yeah. Josh. <laughs> The writer, Victor Miller, actually picked Jason because he had a school bully when he was a kid named Jason. He's like, see? And I have a brother named Jason, and he's a bully. There you go. No, he's, uh, he's okay. Um, and uh, like I said, Victor Miller, the writer, also, he, he admits that he wrote off the success of Halloween and made this movie. He's <laughs> like, oh, I see. I can make move money off these movies. So he, uh, he just took what they did. Uh, the original name was going to be called Long Night at Camp Blood. Interesting. Uh, Sally Field auditioned for the role of Alice, the main, one of the main girl. Um, Betsy Palmer plays Mrs. Voorhees, um, and this is her first film. This is film. This movie came out in nineteen eighty. This was her first film since nineteen fifty nine. Like she stopped right. acting, and they got her back to come and play the the the, the killer cool. in this movie. Uh, Gene Siskel hated this movie so much he gave away the ending in his review. Which is, I think is a dick move. Yeah, that really is a dick um, move. Because the ending is incredible um, when you find out what happened. And um, he and Roger Ebert slammed it in a special edition of Cisco and Ebert called The War on Women, uh, focusing on the misogynistic slasher movies. Um, all of this, them slamming it, all of this just boosted ticket sales, though. Which was great. And actually, Cisco was so angry at Betsy Palmer's role in the movie, um, which apparently angered m- many of her fans... Which, if she wasn't in a movie from since '59, how many fans does she really have? Um, yeah. That that uh, he published her ad- actual address in the magazine and encouraged people to write and protest her. So he intentionally another doxed dick her? movie. Yeah. What are you um, doing? He published the wrong address. <laughs> so screw him. Um, yeah, this was inspired both by a Halloween, a blockbuster movie, like I mentioned, and Meatballs, a teen sex comedy, because it was kind of mirrored in both, you know? Yeah. And so, which I kind of liked, and it was just focused on that new youth market movement with these slasher movies and stuff. Um, Jason, the you know, of course everyone knows, he's not mentioned, the name is not mentioned until one hour and 16 minutes into the film. Which is, I would assume, like at least very close to the, the end. Yeah, yeah, very close to the end. Um, uh, they never intended to make uh, this as a launching pad for the franchise um, because uh, the very end, um, you know, Alice escapes. She kills Mrs. Voorhees. She escapes in a canoe, falls asleep because she's had a long night. Apparently, <laughs> very long night. <laughs> Wakes up in the middle of the lake and she's like, "Oh, I did it!" And then suddenly, this this deformed, crazy kid jumps out of the water behind her and takes her down 
and that's how the movie ends. It's a one final scare, and that's Jason. Apparently, yeah. he's been in the water the whole time where he's drowning. So this kid, and it was that was just used as a final scare. They went. They had no intention of making that. That Jason will now carry on his mother's grisly murders and activities. It's actually a really good yeah. idea, though. And actually, they, yeah, and they were actually kind of mad about it. Like, I don't want to do that. They, the director and the writer were both like, I don't want to do that. And then they both have said that was a huge mistake because the money, because they, they one, the director refused to direct any of the sequels because he was so mad about that. Yeah. And it was a huge mistake because they went on to make a ton of sequels and money. Because, and honestly, a lot of these sequels are really good. A lot of the times when these sequels of these horror movies come out, you're like, oh, it's not as good. Or they try to make it gross you know and yeah they stuff. just tried to put more gore in yeah. it. yeah it's still not good in fact no... the second friday the 13th part two it um it had less gore in it because they felt the first one had too much and so yeah it was kind of weird uh kevin bacon's death scene in this movie is incredible <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> awesome if you haven't seen it, it's gross but he basically gets a, an arrow through the neck um he's laying in bed and it comes up from behind and there's blood everywhere and uh it's uh it's gross um but it's the best death in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, Alice, who's the the hero, uh, was actually uh, going to be a reoccurring hero throughout the series. Like it was going to follow, just like um, in Halloween, how it follows Jamie Lee Curtis each movie. She's in yep. it. Um, but she, after the f- success of the first movie, she was actually stalked by a real fan of Friday the Thirteenth. They, they like the movie, so she's got. Oh, that's getting, nice. Yeah. So she requested that her character be killed off immediately in the second movie, which they did. So. Good. Well, that's nice of the yeah, writer and the director to be yeah, able to like, do that. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you're Because yeah. uh, sometimes they just pile a bunch of money, but it's like she was actually being stocked, so let's just get yeah. that. The body count of this, including the snake that's killed, <laughs> is 11. So a little more than Halloween. A little more yeah, than Halloween. You know? Um, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of all I got. I mean, there's, there's just tons of oh, this this part. Uh, Mrs. Voorhees explains at the end of um about how her killing spree came on the anniversary of her dead son's birthday, which would be Jason. She never specifies the date. They almost forgot to even mention Friday the Thirteenth at all in this whole movie. They named it Friday the Thirteenth because they thought it was cool. Yeah. They um, and then they realized they didn't mention it, so they um. They say they can't call it Friday the 13th and not mention it at all. <laughs> and so they um, they <laughs> slipped 12th. it in there. They slipped it in. There's a scene where that one character, one of the side characters, not even the main character, goes, oh, it's a full moon tonight. Oh, and Friday the 13th. Like, they slip it in as a joke. Yeah. And that's the only time it's mentioned. Besides, I think there's a, a thing on screen that says when he gets killed, it's Friday the 13th. You know, but... Yeah, it's I, I love this. It spawned so many sequels. I love it. Um, I think it's, it, it's great. Uh, I love that... I love that it's it's gained such a popularity that people don't even realize that the what you know of Friday the Thirteenth and Jason Voorhees is not even in the first movie, and I, I just think that's so cool. Yeah, I just think it's so cool that it has nothing. To, it has something to do with him, but he's not in it. He's not the main guy. He's not the killer. Yeah, you know? which I thought it was Jason the entire yeah. time, and it yeah. turns out that it's actually his it's mother. not. It's his mother. It is. <laughs> it's totally awesome. I love it. Uh yeah, so that's that's my number one. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I'm gonna apologize. Now we're, we've gone long, but I feel like we couldn't. One, this is Jim's favorite category. Two, these movies need some explanation. Yes, <laughs> and we can't do a Halloween horror movie show without going a little longer and explaining these. Because if I just said I like this movie and move on, like people are like, what, whatever. So yeah, yeah. anyway, so that's that's good. But uh, before we uh, close out the night, we had a couple people write in. Uh, Jim from Cleveland wrote in. Who now? This Jim from Cleveland. Yeah, he's new, been writing in a lot. New listener. New listener. <laughs> um, his top five. Uh, five to one. Uh, vacancy. Um, the Strangers. Thirty Days of Night. 
Halloween. Oh, is this is number two. Days and night, so man. We, I, shit, I that's a good one. I know. Halloween. Uh, and he had Scream as his number one. See, he, he loves Scream. Yeah. And that's all. Um, my brother Jason wrote in. He says, "I don't have any necessarily scary movies, but anything with Reese Witherspoon is pretty damn scary." <laughs> What, Sweet Home Alabama is a terrifying movie. Cruel Intentions is nice. Um, okay, uh, and Zach wrote in. He had Halloween, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, Psycho, and The Shining. Which The Shining is, um, I don't consider, that's one I don't I, consider I would a say horror that would be a thriller. A thriller, yeah. yeah. But we didn't specify it to everybody. There's a lot of blood in that one, though. Yeah. That's a crazy-ass movie. Red rum. Red rum. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, or as uh, Homer Simpson would call it, the shinin. <laughs> yeah. The shinin. No, you can't say that. <laughs> um, okay, this is this has been fun. This is a crazy topic, and we will be next October. We'll be doing more scary type movie things again because J- and Jim needs to come on and get uh, get his uh, his yeah, due here. Yeah. So Jim definitely does. If we're still show. talking in a year, he'll, we'll do, we'll do this show again. And yeah. well, I'm sure you guys will. You're very popular. <laughs> well, I don't know. My mother seems to think so. Aiden, where can people hear from you and stuff like that? Uh, they can find us on Podbean at a, a Topic a Month. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram sometimes at the same, a Topic a Month. You can send us hate mail as well at a Topic a Month at Gmail. And hey, we still do have merch for sale on Patreon. We've only got stickers right now. They're a fiver, and we'll mail you out a sticker. Nice. Um, yeah. We got to get that done over here. We've I had agree. people ask about stickers and shirts. I will wear the shirt and the sticker on my face. We're coming up on 50 episodes soon. And so that might be a, like an idea. Like someone even mentioned that it's like you should do that for your 50th episode. Like have your merch ready. Be a good idea. So I think we'll do that soon. Aiden, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for Tom yes. and Jim for inviting me. Well, on. thank you. I didn't invite you. Jim did. Well, thank you, Jim, for inviting yeah, me. Thank um, you, Tom, for hosting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> mad you know where I live now. Um, you can find us at uh, Tom and Jim's Top Five on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and. Spotify, <laughs> trying to remember them all. On uh, if you know when our we, we put Spotify list for anytime we mention our music stuff, and then um, you can find us on you can email us at Tom and Jim Top Five at Gmail, and find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all those fun places. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, give us a rating. And like I guess I don't know if that works or not, but it's fun to look at. Rumor has it does. Okay, and uh, yeah, so there you go. That's our show next week. He will be back. Hooray! He will. Yeah. I said it last week. Like he's gonna be back. I'm like I don't even know if he's gonna be. Back. He will be back, and we are going to do. We're doing a little something easier. We're gonna talk about our favorite, our top five favorite Halloween costumes that we wore over That's the years. A good idea. Yeah. So we're excited about that, and then I think we're gonna do a little something special for our actual Halloween show, because um, Halloween's on a Tuesday this year, and of course our show is always coming on a Tuesday. So I think we might release it a little early so people can hear it before Tuesday. Yeah. At least another but, Monday or a yeah, Sunday or, or something like that. Saturday yeah, or Friday. Yeah, any day with ends in Y. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, Jim will be back next week, and Aiden will not be, but go listen to his show. I like your show. I mean, I've been on your show. To. I like your show. It's an entertaining show. The guys you have on are funny, and I really do, both Jim and I really do appreciate that you're here tonight. Well, well, thank you for inviting yeah. me still. I really do appreciate being on there, on your show. Good. It's awesome. Good. This is getting sick now. Stop thanking me. I know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you too, All right. Aiden, can I call you back in five minutes? Yes, you definitely can, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>